0: What up everyone, I'm Cliff Cadet and welcome to episode 28 of When The Hunt Calls, the podcast where I share my journey in becoming a bull hunter and at the same time, put y'all on the people I'd like to learn from and discuss topics I'd like to know more about. If it's your first time checking this out, I appreciate you joining me. And if you're a returning listener, I truly appreciate the loyalty. Now, I definitely encourage y'all to hook me up with a five star rating in the review section of the platform you are using to listen to this podcast. If you've already done so, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you haven't done so yet, I ask, what are you waiting for? Go do it now. Go ahead. I'll wait. all right so what's going on folks i hope this episode finds you your family and friends safe and healthy me my friends my family myself we are good we are blessed and we thank god daily for that now i wanted to touch on a couple of things today or this episode i should say um listen The other day, I got the opportunity to attend a virtual media summit that was hosted by the ATA. Now, ATA stands for Archery Trade Association. They are a nonprofit organization that, and I'm pulling this straight from their website, they are an organization that exists to inspire growth, increase participation, and preserve the sports of archery and bow hunting. That is awesome. All right, if I do say so myself. Now, the summit focused on the media's role in growing bull hunting. Leading the panel discussion was Aaron, uh, Aaron Warbritton. I hope I'm not butchering the brother's name, but he is of the hunting, hunting public. Um, Alex Robinson of Outdoor Life magazine. Nicole Qualtieri from Gear Junkie. Mark Kenyon of Meat Eater and Wired to Hunt. And finally, Cuz Strickland of Mossy Oak. If I've left anybody out, I apologize, all right? So, the topics, all right? To get a little bit more specific, these guys covered a lot, but um, some of the key points that I took away from this, Um, you know, they were talking about all of us as hunters making sure we portray hunting in a more favorable light, you know? Uh, they made mention about you know, how hunters display their videos and pics um, of their harvest on social media. And I guess us as a hunting community, just being really smart on how we put that out. You know what I'm saying? Um, Hunters aren't looked too favorably upon. So um, I guess as a community, we've really gotta be smart about how we put our stuff out there. Um, They also talked about, I guess, more diverse representation in the hunting industry um they talked about even a potential mentoring initiative (laughs) Um i know they're trying to come up with a cool hashtag listen uh all in all it was really informative and i was honestly glad that i was able to listen in um and i was glad that ata put something on like this um and made it available for everyone to you know to listen to take part in now i'm not sure if it's still up there but um the webinar, the Media Summit was available on their website or I'm sorry, on their Instagram page. If you went to their profile and clicked on their link, it was up there. Um, If it's not up there, I highly encourage you to hit um, ATA up on Instagram. They are at archery trade underscore. Um, And, you know, I guess put in maybe a a formal request to to get access to it, because like I said, it was really, really dope to listen to. Um, Let's see. What else? What else? What else? What else have I been up to? Oh, I have been doing some e-scouting. Basically, I'm on vacation next week and I really plan on getting out of some public land and looking for some deer sign. You know, unfortunately, I'm not setting up any trail cams. I mean, it's public land, and I really don't want to get my stuff stolen. You know, a lot of people have been giving me tips like, you know, positioning my trail cams higher than normal and tilting them down, you know, looking towards the ground. But I'm still not comfortable with that because, I mean, if we're thinking like that and I'm the inexperienced hunter, um, if there's a real unsavory character who's into hunting as well, he's going to know that trick. Um, Another tip I received was to just buy cheaper trail cameras, but that's not an option for me. I really don't got money like that to be just thrown away on trail cameras. So what's my game plan? Well, the land I'm going to hunt has a brook on it. With So with that water source, I kind of want to walk the edge of the water and search for deer tracks. My hope is that if I find any deer tracks that, um, you know, I it can lead to, uh, I guess, deer beds um so i guess i'm aside from that aside from looking for the tracks i'm gonna look for other sign like potential rubs maybe scrapes or anything like that um from past season see what's left over or just just looking for sign in general um now since i really wasn't able to identify any funnels or pinch points on my map I'm going to see if there are any that are occurring because of the vegetation that's out there on the land, Um, you know, any trees or or bush that force the deer to walk a certain path just because it's in their way. Um, You know, I'm not sure if any of what I'm saying makes sense, but I'm honestly looking forward to figuring it out. Um, Now one of the tools I'm using in my e-scouting is uh, the Onyx Hunt app. Um, Pretty much back in the day, reading maps I know required lots of paper. Um, Maybe if you were lucky back then, you had one of those gas station books that, that contained maps of the surrounding area. But ladies and gentlemen, we are in the midst of a digital age, and that means that getting to the maps you need is as easy as just pulling your phone out your pocket. So. My guest today is Jared Larson of Onyx. Uh, You know, just listening as we talk about his hunting experiences and I pick his brain about the Onyx Hunt app. All right, here we go. Ladies and gents, I am on the line with Jared Larson. All right. Thank you, man, for joining us.
1: Yeah, appreciate you having me on here, Cliff. I'm excited to uh, to chat with you, kind of understand your background, where, where you started from and, and how you got to where you're at, kind of getting into, for sure, archery hunting and, and what else you might be doing. I'm, I'm stoked to be here.
0: Appreciate it, man.
1: It's stoked to have you. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, introduce yourself, at
0: you know, who you are, uh, who you rock with and so on.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as Cliff mentioned, Jared Larson, you can find me on Instagram, Jared C. Larson. Uh, you're not going to find anything crazy there, you know, just, <laughs> just kind of my, my grip and grins, my highlights. Um, but yeah, started working for on X three years ago. Um, fresh out of college. Uh, I, I grew up in Wisconsin, Um, the Horicon Marsh was, was my backyard, which is the largest cattail marsh in North America. So tons of waterfowl hunting opportunity there. So did a lot of that with my old man and brother and sister growing up. Um, you know, we always ran black labs and. Uh, you know, certainly did a ton of whitetail hunting as well. Uh, you know, had some family property in Iowa as well as northern Wisconsin. So I was really fortunate to grow up in a family where where the outdoors and hunting was was kind of like the paramount activity. You know, like mm-hmm. all fall, every weekend, you know, that's kind of what we were doing. You know, whether it was waterfowl hunting or, or deer hunting or, you know, grouse hunting. Like we're super generalists, which is is a detriment and a blessing, honestly, uh, you know, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I grew up. And then, uh, I went to school at Iowa state, which was the the closest division one university to my aunt's Iowa farm. So I could get resident deer tags. uh, That's what brought me to Iowa state. Um, I figured a marketing degree was a marketing degree pretty much no matter where it came from. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that actually turned out to work pretty well for me, ended up at Onyx and, uh, yeah, now at Onyx I'm, I'm leading the, the whitetail strategy of, of our marketing team basically. So working with uh, a lot of folks that are, that are whitetail waterfowl turkey hunters basically is, is kind of that, that niche there. And uh it's it's been a fun ride i mean onyx is a great place to work uh lots of lots of young folks that really love getting into the outdoors and and putting our app to work
0: nice nice um so being that you're dealing with the whitetail strategy as a a department i'm not sure um is whitetail kind of your favorite game to hunt like or what what's your favorite
1: yeah. So it's, it's tough, you know, like I started coming out West, you know, my old man and his brothers, they were doing it ever since I can remember. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they'd make one annual trip, whether it was a moose hunt in Canada or an elk hunt in Wyoming, you know, they were just doing something. And so I started joining them in, in high school. And obviously like, there's no replacement for Western hunting. Like I'm telling you, Cliff, like you need, you need to, uh, at some point, make your way to the mountains in September and hear a bull mm-hmm. bugle. Cause like Bugling elk in the mountains is, there's just, there's nothing that you can really compare to it. I mean, like turkey hunting is is kind of a similar game, but Mm -hmm. you know, when it's an 800 pound elk, it's just different. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, truly, if I only could hunt one species, it would probably be, I'd be sitting in a tree stand hunting whitetails. It's probably somewhat of that nostalgia factor that, you know, that's what I grew up doing. That's kind of what it was for me when I you know started hunting um and now that i'm out west you know like the mule deer hunting is awesome you know spot and stock is a totally different game same with the elk hunting you know you're just constantly running the mountains and and getting honestly getting your ass whooped by the mountains and the elk um mm-hmm. but but yes if i had to choose one critter i'd, I'd be sitting in a tree stand all fall
0: Wow! Nice. Good to hear. Well, I mean, I just, I just bagged my first turkey last month, um, and it was an awesome experience. Heck yes. But um, but tell me I'm a little really... bit about it. Well, uh, all right. So, it uh, season out here in New York is May first to May thirty first, mm-hmm. uh, basically the entire month of May. Um, and I went out. May first was a Friday. May second being a Saturday, I went out the second day, and that was my first ever turkey hunt. I was luckily, um, I was lucky to have um, a cool uh, partner or guide, if you will, um, Anthony Bamback. Um, you know, so I have to shout him out. Great guy. Um, he basically um, took me, on, showed me around this public land because um, this fall I'm going to have access to a wildlife preserve less than an hour from my home. Heck yeah. um, and uh, because it was too late for me to get permission to hunt that preserve, he took me to the public land surrounding that, um, that preserve to hunt. So, um, you know, worked, w- woke up at zero dark 30, you know, <laughs> got out got out to it, you know, saying, watch the sun come up. And it was literally maybe four hours of hitting a box call. He'd hit the call because at this point, even now, I suck at calling, whether it's a diaphragm call, box call, slate, whatever. Definitely I'm still takes learning. some
1: practice. Yeah,
0: exactly. And um, and then we ended up um, within those four or five hours, we and we traveled four different pieces of public land because mm-hmm. right? the, the turkeys Bouncing. were just not gobbling. Yeah. And it wasn't until about quarter to 11, sometime between 1030, 1045. We finally heard something. And like they say, it, uh, it turns to, it tends to be a popular phrase within hunting is at that moment in time, it all came together. They were saying um, we hid behind a rock wall, um, and you know, as Jay came in at about 25 yards, um, Anthony was sitting on the floor ahead of me. Looked behind me. I mean, looked behind himself, asking me if I could shoot over him in the wall. I said, "Yeah, as long as you, as long as you duck," and he did. He he dropped to the ground. I drew my bow back, popped up, and um, that's it. No uh, kid, you just smoked, sending you smoked out. your first yeah.
1: turkey with a bow and no blind. Yeah.
0: No well I mean
1: that's that's impressive technically technically the rock
0: wall was the blind. But that's
1: I mean yeah, but that's it's not a pot like shooting a turkey with a bow with no, you know, pop-up blind, like that's a tough task. I mean those birds those birds pick you off with any type of you know movement and drawn back is hard to get mm -hmm. done. I'm impressed, dude. That's that's good work. I
0: appreciate that. I appreciate that. But with it having I mean, like we hiked prior to, to that moment, we had hiked probably six miles um worth of land that day So, um it's you know and and not having uh any kind of call and response going on through you know all those hours was kind of disheartening um but it was it was awesome you know saying at the end of the day and um while i hope you know for the same same success you know next spring i know it's it's not it's always a different a different experience so
1: well hey it's, it sounds sounds like you shot him pretty early in your season so maybe maybe yeah. next year you can you can drag it out a little bit <laughs> yeah
0: you know what i'm saying uh, so it was easy cuz uh cuz you know my wife doesn't necessarily understand this hunting endeavor so once i shot the turkey she was like okay so you're done now right <laughs> <laughs> so i was like well, technically, I was like, I have another tag. She's like, Yeah, but you got turkey. You killed one. You're good. You don't have to go back out anymore. I was like, Dang, all right. How do I fight for this one? But uh, yeah, so she won that battle. You know what I'm saying? So uh, sure, But I've, sure. I've already, I've already. Uh, it's a long know, war. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I've already put it out there when uh you know early bow season begins, and be like, I need to
1: go out this day, this day, this day, this day, this day. So yeah. that's basically it. And that's um, that's. I mean, that's what I find the beauty in hunting is like. Even even when you're struggling not getting on critters, it literally takes a matter of a split second for your entire hunt to change. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that so many times, whether I'm waterfall hunting, elk hunting, deer hunting. Like you can just be having a slog of a day, and you know, two seconds changes it all.
0: Nice. See, and I totally agree. I totally agree. I've heard it so many times. I think that's one of the coolest things, though, about. Um, the next best thing to you know experiencing the hunt yourself is I love the camaraderie and hearing the stories from you know everyone else about their hunt totally. um, and it, it's just it's just really cool to share that with people absolutely all right. I agree all right so here's the thing all right real without going into it in depth um, please tell my listeners know let my listeners know um, what exactly is on next?
1: yeah so. So Onyx, you know, we kind of were, our founder was a hunting guide in eastern Montana. Um, Basically, out in Montana, public versus private land a lot of times is not marked. So, Mm. you know, growing up in Wisconsin, typically on public land, there's a, you know, a fence post on the corner of the property saying, you know, this is public land, which just isn't the case out here. Um, And so as a hunting guide, he was just really struggling, you know, at, at times figuring out where he could hunt, where he couldn't hunt. So he eventually just started collecting um, GIS data from counties and eventually loaded it up on micro SD chips and did, uh, I think it was just Washington, Idaho, and Montana were the first three states he put together. And they were just a little micro SD chip. You slid into a Garmin GPS unit and it would kind of pull up that data on on the Garmin. And so that's kind of where we started. Um, and then obviously moving into the, the age of apps and technology, and that was in 2009, I think in 2015, um, the Hunt app was launched, you know, an app for your phone with all of the data on it. And that's obviously continued to improve and, and become the product we know as the hunt app today. Um, and so basically what our bread and butter is, is, is we have a dedicated GIS team collecting data from each individual county throughout the United States. So we pride ourselves on having the most accurate up-to-date land ownership data available. Um, and, and so what I would say our tool is most useful for is is just figuring out where you can and cannot hunt so especially for new hunters you know like yourself you Mm. know OnX has color-coded private and public lands so you can quickly pull up the app and see you know oh that shade of green that's national forest i can hunt on that national forest or like Mm. okay this this is all orange boundary this is owned by you know john doe and and it's like okay he lives here i can go knock on his door and ask him for permission to hunt this that or the other thing um and so that that's kind of how we started was public private land ownership and and since then we've added a ton of different layers into the app um you know quite a few states these days have uh private lands open for public access so like landowners get tax breaks if they let folks recreate on their land um we have and not every state has those programs, but a lot of them do. Um, and we have those layers in our app. Um, you know, obviously, we have the ability to use custom markups, so drop waypoints that you can change the colors of, change the icons of. So, like, I use that a ton on, on the whitetail farms and out hunting out west, but, like, I'll hang a new set drop a waypoint on it on uh, the Iowa farm and, you know, send that to my dad. That way he knows where the tree stand is so you can share all that information with your hunting buddies so you can all stay on the same page. Um, You know, we also have weather data in the app, so you have that all in one place so you can check the weather before you're going out. Um, And quite frankly, you know, for as much as any hunter would use the app, it's so cheap you know for the price of a box of shells or a tank of gas you can get yourself set up with the app for a year and really i mean i i thought i was pretty dialed in when i first found the hunt app um in college you know i i was rocking like a gazetteer you know freaking huge map map book in my truck (laughs) you know because they they, made ones that were specific for like hunters and public lands back in the day. And so mm-hmm. I'd be looking at this, you know, 20 inch by 15 inch map, figuring out where the public lands are that I could go check out, um, around Ames there in Iowa. And, and then I found the hunt app and it was just like, Whoa, this is so much easier, so much cleaner. It all pulls up on your phone. You can do it laying in bed. You can do it on your couch. Like, it, it just opened up a world of opportunities. And I thought I had it pretty dialed as far as knowing the public spots around, not mm-hmm. even clo- like the amount of new areas that I was able to discover through the hunt app was, was crazy.
0: Nice. So uh, you actually, uh, answer for the most part what was going to be my next question was prior to, cause we're in the digi- a digital age, you know, uh, totally. uh, you know, right now. So prior to that though, is, is, are those maps pretty much the, um, what the system was like uh, an analog system if you will to, that hunters yeah. used to keep track of everything
1: to, to my knowledge like that's always what my old man had growing up was these gazetteer maps and like you could buy them for each like I believe like Wisconsin was split up into like four different sections. So to cover the entire state, you need four of these mega gazetteer maps. And Mm -hmm. Iowa was kind of the same way. So yeah, I can remember always having a collection of them in our, uh, you know, in our suburban growing up, it'd be like, Oh, Hey Jared, check out this County. And, you know, I'd be paging through the gazetteer map, figuring out where we're going. Um, and then obviously also you can like go to county, um, You know the county assessor's office and be like hey i'm interested to know about this parcel of land and all of that data is is public information so Mm -hmm. i can remember going to the the county assessor's office quite a few times being like hey i'm interested to know who owns this land and then going and knocking on a door and trying to figure out you know hey mrs whoever i've you know Mm found your information at the county assessor's office but yeah i mean it was really just piecing together a puzzle uh before on at least From what I was doing, um, it was using paper maps and, uh, yeah, really just figuring it out and like coming out West, it would have been so hard using a paper map to determine when you were at public versus private land. Cause again, there was no signs like in Wisconsin, when you got to the, you know, a corner of public land, there'd be the public land sign. Whereas, you know, that's the issue with out west, and that's why OnX was was formed, was because mm-hmm. you know there, it was just really difficult to navigate the the network of public and private.
0: Got it, got it. And uh, what I, you know, one of the features that I really love about the app is um the the land ownership info. Totally. Um, because uh, the private land that I attempted to hunt last year um, was my buddy's property. And um, when I showed him on X, he was like, why is my name on that map? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, well, I was like, it's public record, bro. I mean like your name's on a, a deed, you own this property. And he, I was yeah. like, um, this saves me the headache of having to go to some city, state, county office, whatever it is, to find out who owns this property. I was like, and um and I was like, chances are I was like, I believe your phone number's on here as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he was like, anyone can get this. I was like, any hunter can. I was like, but understand, I was like, they wouldn't do it to to simply just look you up it's because it, you know let's say you had public property uh he has it's uh he basically has nothing but private property around him sure. so but i was like if that was uh, your property line in here and that was public land you'd have a hunter coming through and he shot a deer or something like that and that deer hopped over and died on your property i'm pretty sure you don't want um, anyone stepping onto your property without your knowledge or express permission. Totally, I was like, this, I was like, this app gives them the opportunity to, when it happens, be able to, you know, figure out who you are, contact you without even coming up and knocking on your door. You know, what yep. say because I was like, I said, if if some dude came up knocking on your door in in camo and everything like that a bow or a rifle slung over his back (laughs) though i know i i learned in hunter safety like you know if you can change your clothes and go and ask for permission to you know but um you know some guys if they've been spending their time uh you know following a blood trail and don't realize till, you know a long while after that this deer ended up on private land you know say they may not have time to change and they want to rush up and get this permission so i was just like listen i was like it's not a it's it's not a privacy issue. It, it's you know you don't have to worry about anybody just coming and look you up. So that's an awesome feature I gotta say.
1: Yeah, and now- it really just keeps you honest as a hunter. And like you know, I've had a ton of experience on on public land before the hunt app, where you run into a fence or you know like some something that gets you where you're like, man, am I still on? am I still on the public property? And then it mm-hmm. almost becomes like a conscience issue where you're looking over your shoulder and you just feel uneasy about it. And that's honestly my favorite part about the hunt app is it completely takes that aspect of the unknown, the, that unsure feeling out of the hunt. Nice. Gives you nice. the confidence to know exactly where you stand.
0: Got it. Got it. Now. Um, so here's the deal. Um, I'm still getting familiar with the app. Um, let me put it this way. I have a vacation start that a week off in July, um, okay. and that's when I plan to start doing my scouting on the public land. Cause the preserve, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, you know, uh, Anthony, my, like I said, my guide, if you will. I, I yep. at this point, he's a friend, not a guide. I feel like it's so impersonal, just calling him that. But um, you know, <laughs> basically showing me around the preserve. But I'd like to take the opportunity and learn, um, to scout the public land around it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get familiar with a lot more of the features on the app. But before I do, I guess I had uh, some questions maybe you could answer um, that I believe, you know, new hunters using the app uh, might have as well. So what can a person do um, if they're using the app on their phone um, and the area they're hunting, you know, um, has no signal?
1: Absolutely. So this is a common question we get all the time. And honestly, a feature of the hunt app that just is not well understood, period. But so we have an offline map ability where um, at the bottom of the app, when you pull it up, there's going to be an offline map tab. You tap on that and then it's going to give you an option to save a new map. So basically, what's that what that is doing is while you're at home on Wi-Fi or if you have good service, either way, it'll work, um, you know, save click that save map option. It's going to give you a five, 10 or 150 mile map option. Uh, the 150 mile map is like low re- zoom resolution, cover mm. a big swath. The 10 mile map is my go-to. It gives you that ability to zoom in far enough to get a great understanding of the terrain and, and, you know, the, the forage that's around, um, and the vegetation. And then the five mile map just really gives you that zoom ability. Like if you want to protect, pick out a particular tree, you're going to be able to. Um, But obviously, the higher the resolution, the larger the download size. So Mm -hmm. what that does is you can just save that map into the area you're going. Um, Takes two or three minutes for the map to save. That gets stored internally on your phone. And then, you know, when you head out to that public land, flip your phone into airplane mode, which is going to save on your battery anyway, Um, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to be out there running all day. Um, and you're going to be able to use the app just as you would with perfect service in airplane mode with no service. That saved map is going to pull up. It's still going to give you your location. You're still going to be able to see all the land ownership data that you 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 usually would be able to. Still going to be able to use our tracking feature. So if you turn our tracker on, it's going to leave a breadcrumb trail everywhere you've been, which I would always recommend when you're scouting a piece. Just because that way, you know, when you go home you usually have a good understanding of where where you walked, where you saw that day, but when you mm-hmm. turn the tracker on, like then you can be 100% sure like okay, I did check that draw. Okay, I, I did I did hop over that saddle and check the top of that ridge whatever and and then you're able to just drop waypoints as you're going, you know, if you find a rub, if you find an old scrape, if you find a good bedding area or like the perfect tree stand tree. Um so I, I you're, would
0: you're speaking my language now. Speaking, that's yeah. that
1: like all the stuff that I'm. I've been thinking about.
0: But I gotta say, that's. I apologize for cutting you off, but that's no. such a dope feature. The offline map, being able to download the maps and use it, especially considering, um, you know, I'm thankful enough that from what I saw when I hunted um, turkey last month, that I have a decent signal. Mm-hmm. But certain spots i'd lose signal
1: mm-hmm. so it's
0: so cool to know that i could pull, pull up the offline map if necessary and it'll still track me on that map that's pretty cool that yeah. is really really cool
1: and, and like All my right. recommendation for anybody listening is always save an offline map if you've never been to the spot you're going just because like it can't hurt like it's gonna take up a few megabytes in your phone space Mm -hmm. If it turns out you have service there, you can delete it. Like there is no harm in saving a map before you go check someplace out. The only thing it can do is help you because when, when in offline mode, it does not limit your ability to use any functions of the app, you know, outside of exploring a different area on the map, you know, looking for land ownership, you don't have service, obviously.
0: Got it. Got it. All right. Um, now my next, um, question was going to be about, um, coordinates is it can i simply um like if i have a location if somebody would just say hey not not that i'm really familiar with anyone who who utilizes you know uh coordinates but if i were to get coordinates for hunting property rather than the city the state or the area and can i just punch that in and that'll pull up the area for me
1: totally so so you can you can set your coordinate um uh what format in inside of the app so whether you want to do a decimal format a degrees minute second format um or the uh i honestly forget the third format um i always just rock the decimal format of coordinates it's the easiest one to punch in but yeah absolutely we have a search bar you can punch in those coordinates and then it'll drop a little pin for you on that exact spot you punched in Um, At which point, you know, then you can drop a permanent waypoint on there and then you have your spot But that's the other really cool feature of the app is if you are like hunting with a buddy or you you know Yeah, you're hunting a piece of property with multiple people is when you drop a waypoint There's a a simple share feature where you can just hit share and you can literally text that waypoint to anybody in, in your contacts there They they receive the text open it and it drops that waypoint on their map in the exact spot that it's on your map
0: all right so now bear with me for a moment because i'm still new to terminology what exactly is a waypoint
1: so a waypoint is just you know when you get inside inside the hunt app we have a map tools um tab and that's going to give you the option to add a waypoint draw an area shape or do a line distance Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically a waypoint just drops an an icon on a particular area of interest, Hmm. um, that way it's saved. And then, like, Let's say it was a rub. Like we have a waypoint icon with a rub or let's say, you know, you're a small game hunter and you find a bunch of squirrels in a particular oak flat or something. You know, we have Mm -hmm. a squirrel waypoint icon. So we have icons for all sorts of stuff. Um, And then you can also change the colors of these waypoint icons. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like for me personally, I try to keep all of my turkey icons blue, all of my deer icons red, all my elk icons, you know, green. That way when I'm when I have a thousand waypoints on my map, they you know, <laughs> your map kind of looks super cluttered, but then if they're organized via, you know, waypoint icon and color, you can actually mm-hmm. kind of figure out what's what. And of course we have a, a content filtering system where you can turn waypoints on and off. But there's a ton in the app. Like honestly, if if you're not familiar with the app, when you're sitting down watching TV for a half hour, just sit there and play around on it. Like there's a ton of features, mm-hmm. but it's, in my opinion, a super user-friendly app. It just has a lot of data in it and just takes some getting used to.
0: Nice. Now, um, aside from the, from the sharing that information, can I also share my location with um, other hunters? And do – I mean, I should ask um, – do, do the other people that I share this information with have to be Onyx users as well like, or can it be like something in a text message like hey I'm here or uh, is it that it's a link to let's say the Onyx app and then let's say the person's the Onyx user tap it and then it, it opens up
1: yeah so so That was the two part question. So the, the sharing your current location, that's something that we're currently looking into, um, as Mm -hmm. a possibility of creating our big thing there is, is when we do come out with that, we want it to work offline because that's such a big need for so many hunters, especially out West, like everywhere I hunt in Montana. I mean, we're talking no service. So Mm -hmm. that that's kind of our goal there. Currently we do not have the feature where like, let's say you could text your wife And, you know, it gives her your updated location all day. Mm -hmm. Not currently a feature set, but what you could Mm -hmm. for sure do, even if she doesn't have the app, is share her a waypoint of like, hey, this is where I plan to be in my tree stand all day today. If I'm not back by, you know, 9 p.m., start start looking here. (laughs) Uh, But so, yeah, you can share that waypoint with her. And even if she doesn't have the app, when she opens that text message, it's going to send her straight to the app store to download the hunt app. And then it, mm-hmm. once she does, it'll drop that waypoint for her. She doesn't need a subscription or any. You know, she can be a totally free user and still use that feature.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right. So the the reason why I asked about sharing the location is um, the um, the preserve the preserve I plan on hunting this fall um is has a, a basically a deer management program, and you actually have to be a member of that program in order to okay. hunt the preserve. So, um, but there are maybe, um, night there, there's less than a hundred hunters total who are a part of the program. And from what I understand now, the, um, the way it works is you pull up to one of the, uh, basically there are two main entrances to the preserve. Um, you pull up to one and you have, as a member of the deer management program, you, you're assigned a pin number. And you should have an idea of where you're going to hunt that day or, and have maybe a second choice and third choice, because okay. then you pull, you pull up to the map and then find your pin number, pull your pin and then put it on the map where or the place on the map that you're going to be. Right. on. But if there's an opportunity that, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I you know, Onyx works the way, uh, you guys say it has. And, um, the way other hunters I've heard, I have heard speak highly of the, um, the app. Say it does. I'd like other guys to know. Aside from the, because let's say something changes. Let's say yep. originally you you get to that place, um, you know what I'm saying, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a good spot, and you want to move. You know what I'm saying. You want other guys to know, uh, you know where you 100%. are, or or just um, human error. You forget to put your pin in the map, and you just <laughs> go into go into the property, into the preserve, and um, you know, and then you don't want you know some other hunter coming in and end up, um, you know, mess up your hunt because now, uh, all, all the deer are spooked.
1: Yeah. It's not, that sounds like you're basically a part of a, you know, a, a hunt club at a, at a large scale. <laughs> um, well, no, because bo- like in the South hunt clubs are super popular where, you know, you, you get 10 to 15 guys sometimes that don't know each other from Adam, but they mm-hmm. all, you know, put in money to hunt this thousand acre lease together or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Uh, And that's honestly a request we get a ton of is like, hey, it'd be awesome if you could somehow implement something in the app for me to communicate with the other members of my hunt club where I'm going to be, where they're going to be. That way we're not screwing each other up. So that's that's feedback that we've gotten and something that we're definitely diving into um, to try to figure out how that might work. I mean, obviously like people are super sensitive with mm-hmm. their data on like where they're hunting. Oh, you know, yeah, they don't yeah, want yeah. that shared. They don't want other people to know that type of stuff. So there's a lot of interesting hoops to jump through to try to make something like that happen. Uh, but like the value is definitely there and the need.
0: No, I agree. And uh, I totally understand what you're saying. I, um, the great thing about, you know, my friend showing me this, this land is he's like, he, sh- he, the great part was before we turkey hunted together, he actually took me to where he's been successful uh, at turkey hunting and deer hunting. He's like, "Yeah, I got a deer here. My my stand, my I was up here in my climber." And I was like, "Dude, I was like, you're probably the first guy I've met that has no qualms, no problem with telling me, you know, what they did and where." And he goes, "Listen, he goes, this isn't my property. It's not my land. He goes, it's for everybody. He goes, he goes, if you're, he goes, if you end up being worth." anything he goes you're going to figure out for yourself that this is a good spot to be well, he goes, so well
1: that that there cliff is a good hunting buddy you keep yeah, yeah. Around.
0: <laughs> so so it's like it's it's basically i might as well tell you now instead of later and
1: then he goes we
0: can coordinate our efforts you know at the end of the day it's so it's uh so it's something i'm looking forward to and with that many people all right so while there it's like i said it's less than 100 guys are hunters within the the program um, I was assured that probably less than seven hunt on any given weekend. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, and so it's a, it's, I want to say it's either almost 600 acres or a little over 600 acres of property of That's land. A good chunk. So, yeah, exactly. So, and to know I'm not really going to be competing with that many people on a, you know, on a Saturday morning, a Sunday morning, anything like that makes me happy. But I figure also if I could get, um, and granted, I'm the new guy. And I'm just trying to make things as easy for myself as possible. If I could get, you know, everyone within the program on the same page on the same app, you and, and, you know, utilizing that, then we know, like, hey, this is, this is where this is, and so on. Um, even if it's not everyone, then it maybe the small group that consistently hunts the property. So well, Just keep an me in idea, the loop yeah.
1: there because, like, we we totally work with groups like your own, you know, with hunt clubs to, you know, whether it's we give uh give everybody in in your preserve club or you know whatever you want to call it. Uh, a one month free trial or a three month free trial. Like that's something that we definitely do because we want you guys all using the hunt app to be on the same page because at the end of the day, that's going to give you all a, a better experience in the woods when you're not bumping into each other, you know, where folks are at, you know, you know, when cliff is hunting, you know, this little section and, and Andrew or Joe or whoever it may be is hunting over there. I mean, it, it just keeps everybody, on the same page and gives everybody a better experience. So, I mean, if, if that's something that you're interested in doing is trying to get everybody hunting that preserve set up with the hunt app, like that's, that's definitely something that we can, uh, we can figure out a way to make happen.
0: No, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, man. I appreciate that info. So um, to round this out, I want to ask you, you know, for my, for my listeners who are new to hunting, like myself, what is one tip, uh, one piece of advice whether it's about hunting or whether it's about using onyx that you believe uh, a new hunter should absolutely
1: know. Uh I guess I mean one tip that I always tell new hunters is don't be afraid to fail. Like hunting is so difficult to find success in especially early on and especially if you're just you're new to it you don't have a mentor you don't have somebody showing you the ropes like you're going to fail like it's going to be really hard at first but don't don't let that deter you because success will come and that's i mean for me that's half the fun is the failure because it helps put the pieces of the puzzle together you know you should learn from every every time that you go out whether you're scouting it's an actual hunt you know just try to get a small takeaway of something that you learn that's going to make you more successful And in my opinion, the hunt app is a great place to start with that because what it does is it allows you to build a log of data. You know, like every time you go scouting, if you open the hunt app, you turn our tracker on, you drop some waypoints where you find, uh, you know, an old rub or like an an old bedding area where you find some beds. Like eventually after you go out scouting, you know, a half dozen times, you're going to have enough data built up where you can start putting the pieces together. You know, like if you've walked those deer trails with the tracker on, you're going to kind of see the veins that, you know, are created by these deer trails that go throughout a property. And you're going to very clearly see the areas that funnel them, you know, like Mm -hmm. whether it's, it's a pinch point created by edges and vegetation, or it's a, a large draw that funnels deer from feeding to bedding. Like those things will become very evident on the map. Once you've laid down some tracks, started dropping waypoints on different, you know, areas of sign. And it, as a whole, it just helps you piece together the puzzle. So I would say, don't be afraid of failure and put the map to use, you know, make sure you're marking it up and Put, put a put a waypoint on every single, you know, track droppings you find to start. Once you get it figured out, you know, tracks and droppings, you're going to find them everywhere. But mm-hmm. even, you know, your first couple times out there, everything is kind of a mystery. So that would be my best advice is don't be afraid to fail. Get out there, put your boots on the ground, and uh, and make sure that you are collecting as much data as you can and put it on a map because as much as you think you're going to remember where that tree was, you're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> got
0: it, got it.
1: All right. You know what? I just thought of something. I apologize because
0: uh, I, I, I skipped. A, I, not that I skipped. I just realized <laughs> I had another question. Um, is there possible to transfer data from another app? Like Because um, what I started doing was um, while I was turkey hunting, I spotted scrubs. I spotted um, scrubs, I mean scrapes um, and, and um, some rubs and stuff like that. And I mark them on my um, my map in the map app on my iPhone. Oh, okay. Is, is there a way, um, and if not, is this something that honest is thinking about doing to be able to transfer that data to the app?
1: Hmm. Honestly, from from the iPhone map app, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you can export or import from the yeah. map app app. Um, or even if if the pins that you drop have coordinates on them. But the onyx oh, that's a good one i did
0: even i didn't even think about that to look to see if there's coordinates the because the, i dropped markers on my you know the map app um i could check if there's even coordinates on it and then just copy and paste the coordinates from there into the onyx hunt app All right. totally can I didn't do that think but
1: that. we also have an import import feature so like if you exported if you had a bunch of markups on google earth or something like that you can export mm-hmm. those as a kml file and mm-hmm. if you go to onyxmaps.com, our website, we also have the ability where you can use the app on our on our website, so on your computer, which just makes looking at the map from home that much easier because your screen's that much bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we have an import import section in there where you can just click import, should drop your KML file in there, and it dumps all your waypoints right on the map.
0: Sounds good. Thank you, man. Listen, I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. Um... And uh, I learned a lot um, and I'm looking forward to using the app. I mean, you guys are the, fo- the if not, if not um, the leader, you know, in uh, in apps like yours. Um, I, I think you guys are number one. I don't even know why we I'm bothering saying anything else. Yeah, <laughs> You guys are number one. So uh, I'm looking forward to using the app, man. I really I like it. Um, it's honestly, you know, what's the best thing for me. Um, it's easy on the eye. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Honestly, sure, it's the, clean. I, I don't I don't know if you guys you know with the color, the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the resolution, the aesthetic, all of it pleasing to the eye. It's not like uh, it's bothering me or anything like that. So I'm really looking forward to using it.
1: Heck yeah! Well, Cliff, you know it's. The app is made for folks like you i mean folks that are getting into hunting you know that's that's kind of what our bread and butter is, is is helping folks like you figure out how you can enhance your outdoor off-pavement experiences and you know that's why we made the app to empower you guys to get out there and get after it so if you or any of your listeners ever have questions uh jared dot larson j-a-r-a-d dot l-a-r-s-e-n at dot com. that's my email If you guys have questions, shoot me an email. I'm more than happy to answer them. Um, Really appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to seeing your success this fall from a tree stand.
0: So am I. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. Thank you, man.
1: All right. You have a blessed day, brother. All right. Right on, Cliff. Appreciate having me on. Have a good one.
0: You too. All right. And again, thank you to Jared Larson of Onyx. I truly appreciate him taking the time out to speak with me and to let me pick his brain and learn a little bit more about the onyx hunt app um if you don't use it already i highly recommend you check it out um you know it doesn't take nothing to just download the app to your phone maybe try their free trial um and just give it a whirl you know what i'm saying because i'm having a blast with it i'm learning a lot with it um being able to sit on my couch in my living room and and do some e-scouting all right so Aside from that, hope again you enjoyed this conversation, this episode of the podcast. Um, Hope you join me again next episode. And you know what? Just stay blessed, y'all. And remember to respect the journey, even when it's not your own.